Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I hope that you had the most amazing week ever. Listen, this was 4th of July week and I'm sure some of you went on vacation, you did your thing and I'm hoping that you had the blast from the past. But we are back and getting back into reality of work and life and balance and content creating and all the things. So listen, I am so grateful for you all. Um, And you guys have been holding me down. You have been holding me down. Listen, I have been feeling some slightness of guilt because I felt like, you know, am I not being consistent enough and not not showing up enough? All the things. And um, you guys have just been holding me down. You guys have been listening to the podcast. I am overwhelmed with the love. Um, So thank you. But as I always greet, if this is your first time tuning into Conversations with Toy, welcome Welcome, welcome. I am so elated to have you here. I will talk with you about the joys of mental health, the lows of mental health, because there are some joys, there are some lows and highs with mental health. Uh, We talk about things that are happening in these internet streets, and we talk about what it is that we can just bring and add to our life. Listen, I get it. I know that life can be so stressful sometimes, but I assure you and adjure you that, listen, there are going to be moments in time when you just simply do your best. Sometimes simply just showing up and doing your best. And I have shown up, done my best, and something has completely flopped, failed everything, right? Flopped and failed. So if you feel like I've shown up, I've taken my steps, I've tried to be consistent, but I'm still not seeing anything happen, you're not alone. Let me say that one more last time. If you've had something that you have shown up and you have tried to be consistent, if you have done all the things and you feel like you are alone and it's just not working, listen, it happens. You are not alone. I have been there. I have done that. I have a t-shirt, all the things I have failed. I have failed dramatically. I'm talking about that super fail where you're like embarrassed to no end because not everybody knows your failure. I've been there, right? And I've had those quiet failures where only you and God knows that you failed, but you know you failed, right? I want you to be encouraged that one of the things that I know, that I know, no, no, that nobody had to, I didn't have to read a book. I didn't have to read a journal entry. I know that if you continue on and push on and stay consistent in spite of how you're feeling, because let me just say, failing hurts. It sucks. I don't even know what other adjective to say for it, but what all the adjectives that are the most negative that you can think of, it's all those things. And then a little bit more, it's all those things and a little bit more. Um, but I do know that there is always a joy that when you know, you've hit rock bottom, like when you've hit rock bottom and you feel like you're crawling to the gravel and it's like, you can't get any further. Normally you feel like you can't get any further. And there are times when you find you can, and then there are times when you have no place to go, but up. And I know it sounds so cliche, but I promise you, it may take a long time to pull yourself out of that feeling, out of that lifestyle, out of that drama and trauma, but it can and it will be done. On this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the things that I've been seeing going on on the internet and um, 
one word, one name, Kiki Palmer. We're going to talk about her and her, the father of her son and the comments that have happened in the, the firestorm that has taken place on the internet where everybody has come to the defense of Miss Kiki Palmer. Now, listen, I think that Kiki Palmer is a joy. She is abrasive to a lot of people and not up to me, but to some people find that she is too abrasive to whatever, right? But the one thing that I enjoy watching Kiki Palmer is that she says the things that she wants to say. There is something absolutely freeing that as a woman, I can admire being that she's younger than me, right? I'm older than her. I could be like a good cousin to her. I ain't her auntie. Now I'm not of auntie age. I'm not her auntie. Don't do that. I don't know why we get so offended as 40 something year old women. We was like, don't be calling me auntie. I have, I am an amazing aunt, but it's the little people that call me aunt, right? I feel like if you're trying to call me an auntie, you would have to be almost like junior high type situation before I would be all right with that. I go all that to say is that Kiki is like a cousin. She's not, I'm not her auntie. She, you know, she is not my niece. I feel like it would be more like a cousin, you know, energy. But when I see like younger women just like walking in themselves, regardless of people saying, oh, I think she's this, she's too, she's too this, she's too that. There's something absolutely freeing because 90% of the women that call her out who think she's too abrasive, that have all these issues, there is a lack of freedom that lives within their soul, that that's what they're really resonating with. Literally think about every person that you've ever heard that's seen a, a woman, a young woman that's freeing her body, freeing her mind, freeing her soul, and she just shows up as authentic as she wants to be. And there's some old, bitter, older woman that's sitting over there saying, mm, she's too this, she's too that. Nothing irritates me more than to hear an older seasoned woman who could be such a valuable lesson, a valuable person, a valuable a connection to a younger woman, but they sit there and say some of the most derogatory, ignorant, rude things. What are you doing? Older ladies, my aunties, my real aunties, the auntie age, y'all older than me. Okay. I need you to understand that when you sit around talking about what a younger woman could be, what she should be, even if that younger woman, listen, I have been one of those younger women that people have looked down and said, mm, she's always going to be, she ain't going to never be. Aunties, there's so much power that you possess that you could use for good. If you have to talk about a woman's weight, if you have to talk about what a woman has and what she doesn't have, you are living your life wrong. You are missing some steps. I promise you, you are missing some steps. There's some joy that you can invoke in yourself. There's some places that you wish you could do that you ain't doing and you need to be spending time on that or encouraging somebody. I don't care that a woman is too big. Y'all be killing me with the Lizzo stuff. I try not to take it there, but y'all be doing a lot. Why are y'all worrying about a successful woman? She ain't asked you to eat with her. She ain't asked you to take and pay her bills. These are free Women, now, whether you think she's showing too much skin or they show too much skin or whatever the case, because that's what happened this week, right? Kiki Palmer's boyfriend made a comment on social media and basically was like, you're a mother. I can't believe you had that type of dress on. Baby, I had three children. And if I would have dropped weight like that and felt free enough in my skin, I might have came out of something like that. Why? Because it's something free, especially after you have had a baby. Baby, when you've had a baby and your body goes through it. Listen, with my first child, I, nobody could even tell I was pregnant. I was so slim, trim, and snatched. You couldn't even tell that I had a baby outside of a stomach. When I went to that side profile, couldn't tell nothing. 
The mother two subsequent children did not go as well as it had thought. You know, you get real cocky with that first one. You drop that first baby weight and you be feeling yourself, right? That's how Kiki's feeling. I know what that feels like. You're like, Lord, look at me. Now, let me just say this before y'all come for me in the comments. This whole snapback, snatchback, and all this other stuff, we know that that's not it, right? We know that there are other levels to it, and it takes over a year to get your body, your mind, your soul, and all the things where you have to snatch it back from the children that have snatched it from you. I get that. But when you have a moment when you start to really feel confident and sexy and free in your skin and you're a mom, it is more liberating. It is beautiful. She is glowing and all of the things. Now, granted, she was real. She kept it real. If you listen to her podcast, she kept it all the way real. She let everybody know, listen, her having to do what she had to do, just get, lose that weight is because she's in the public eye and she got to make her money, right? She got to get back on the, the movie screen. She got to get back on the TV screen. She got to get back to doing what she's got to do. So for most moms who get to have the moment to kind of rest and relax, that's not her lifestyle. She was very honest about that. But baby, I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a corporate mom, if you're whatever type of mom, the second you start to feel good in your skin, my God, Kiki Palmer is doing it, right? And so I find it distasteful that everybody is worrying about the outfit that she had because, you know, as a mom, she's not allowed to wear that outfit. Says who? Says who? Like, again, says who? It's always the people that are wishing that they could be that or could do that or could walk in that life. And maybe it's just the freedom. You're not able to express that you may not want to wear that same outfit, but you just want to be free in your skin. You ain't there yet, right? But as a partner, as a partner, I find it very distasteful for anyone to go online and make these comments to the point where you have to shame somebody, your own, your own person. Now, they're not married, right? But they're still raising a child together. And I believe from what I from what I can perceive, I believe that they're living together. They are very conjoined. So for him to go on there, maybe he had the conversation with her and she still left the house like that because, you know, she she is grunt, right? Grunt. See, this is the thing. My mom used to always say to me when I was a, a younger kid, you know, when you get grown, then you could tell people where basically where to park a car, right? <laughs> and what she basically was saying was, when you get grown, she didn't say when I got older. She said when I got grown, because some of y'all be confusing age with grownness. Let me break it down for you. If you are the financial responsibility of someone else, meaning you are staying at Cousin Buki and them's, Aunt Jojo and them, Grandma Susie and, and Rodan, you are not grown, although you may be of, of age, right? So when you get grown, meaning you can stand up on your own two feet and you pay them bills every month or you don't or you're doing whatever it is that you got to do. And you don't really have to answer to somebody where you got to keep asking somebody to keep bailing you out of life's problems every other week. You grown when you cannot do those things. When you are walking in your grownness, you are grown. Kiki Palmer is grown. She been she been old enough for a while, but she mother grown. And one of the things that if you listen to her podcast and listen to her speak, she's letting people know now she's somebody's mother. Ain't nothing y'all gonna be able to tell Kiki about nothing. So I don't think the the, the child's father gonna have to stand a chance because she's always been outspoken. Now, I don't know what's going to happen for them. That ain't none of my business. That ain't none of my concern because he placed it out there. People kill me. Mind your business. When people put business on the said internet streets, it's open book and open assessment for all of us. That's why all of us is talking about it, whether they're talking about it on social media. There are other podcasters that are talking about uncovering that for this week. Trust and believe. But when you get grown and you get sexy and you start to really feel like you are in your skin, you wear what you going to wear because who going to stop you? 
who is going to stop you? So I don't know what's going to happen to that young man. Maybe he got to be having that quick lesson, that conversation. Like you met Miss Kiki when she was fired. Now Miss Kiki is fire plus, right? Miss Kiki got gasoline following her because she fire plus. You might want to just sit this on the side. You might want to have a seat. Now, the flip of that is, should she as a mother walk around showing off her body? Oh my God. Like, uh, I don't know what that right word, right answer for that is. I know for me, if I decided to walk out here with that outfit, not only would my husband be high-fiving me, he would buy me multiple of the same outfits. I don't know, maybe because it's my persona online where I look, you know, I'm not, I'm not as flashy and I don't have as much skin out. That's just me. That's just my personal preference. But I promise you, if anybody who knows my husband in real life knows that if I wore that outfit, he would buy me 10 mo. That same day, the second I went out and I put that out on the internet, my husband would be underneath talking about bring that home. He would have all kind of comments because we don't do that. We try not our best not to go online. And if we're having a disagreement about something, which we have had, we don't bring it onto the social media. We don't make statuses about each other anymore on static because we have done it. I ain't going to say we ain't never done it. We have done it. But when you grow up, you, you know better, right? You know to not do those things. They're in their 20s. They'll get there. That's all I can say. They will absolutely get there because why not? You have to grow into that. So whatever they got going on in their relationship, they will get there. They will they will stand this, the, the, the sands of time. They will get there. They will either grow together. They will grow apart. It's just the way life works. But Kiki Palmer should never be shamed for whatever she has going on because baby, that body is bodying and I'm here for it. I'm here for liberated women to walk inside of their skin. Regardless, listen, you could be somebody that's covered up from your neck all the way down to your feet. Let me tell you something. I've seen some fire women that they ain't never shown an ankle or a cankle, but I promise you confidence can be seen through whatever you got on and you ain't got to wear a through outfits you can wear whatever you want you can make a sheet look good if you got some confidence i promise you that so i say all that to say kiki palmer girl do your thing and for everybody these aunties these these grandmas these aunties that need to get their lives together go ahead and do that go ahead and do that focus on that right what about mental health when you have a baby? Let me tell you something. Your mental health, you are always questioning if this will be the only phase, is the only thing that people will ever see you as as a mom. It's like the second you become a mom, you don't get nothing else. Nobody sees you as a person. They forget you even in the room. Go to a woman's house that just had a baby and see six people in that house visiting, right? And I use my little imaginary air quotes visiting. Most of the time, you don't see somebody saying, let me go ahead and wash these dishes for you. Let me go get the laundry for you. Let me go get the food. And other cultures, they do that. But for us, everybody comes and everybody's got their eyes on whoever is holding that baby because nobody even sees a mom. So I say all that to say is one thing I can say about mental health when having a baby, because I've been there, I've dealt with postpartum depression. I've been down in the seat of like, oh my God, I was at almost at postpartum, um, almost like the, the worst kind of it. And I know what it's like to feel like you've lost your way. You've lost your everything because you don't brought life into this world. So if she, if she's feeling fine and she's looking good and she's feeling good, because when you look good, you feel good. Like it's something about like when you go get your hair done or you get a little couple of moments to get your whatever done. This is why I encourage women, especially moms. I want you to find some way to take care of yourself. I don't care if it's 20 minutes outside for a brisk walk. Sit in that shower a little longer. Sit the tub and lock the door. Because I got kids that know how to unlock a door. And I don't know what it is about my children. They are able-bodied and they know better. But they will walk in in the bathroom to this day. I have no privacy. So I'm always about team get the heck out the house and get some, some, some low time. So ladies, women, 
Let's work on that. But let's also talk about the fact that it is my anniversary starting on Monday, July the 10th, three years of using this amazing voice to bring you this podcast, Conversations with Toy. And we have had quite a conversation. We've had conversations with some men. We've had conversations with women. We've had conversations about work. We've had conversations about life, mental health, failure. We've talked about weight loss. We've talked about eating healthy. We've talked about failing at things. I mean, I don't know. We've talked about all kinds of things. We've talked about sex. We've talked about marriage. I've even had my husband on this podcast before. And mental health is always going to be the first thing. There will never be an episode where we don't have that conversation in some light. I want to say thank you for rocking with me for three beautiful years. So because it's the three-year anniversary, I want to get into the conversation of why did I start this podcast? What was the reason? What was the reason? Why did I start this podcast? I also want to talk about the things that I've learned while podcasting and some things you could do to support that's right, support. And it's free 99 for those that's like, Lord, she about to get a GoFundMe. Uh, absolutely not. You can f- support free 99 and not cost you a dime. So we're going to get into that conversation as well. Thank you guys for rocking it out with me these three years. And let's start that conversation. Of why did I start a podcast? Now, I started this podcast, which I call a blogcast, few, three years ago, obviously, but It was always my dream when I started the blog, which if you're not familiar, I am a lifestyle and mental wellness blogger. Um, You can find that blog at, of course, www.toytime.org. And that blog has really been amazing to me. It's been a blessing to me. I have loved everything about it. I've enjoyed the process of sitting down and writing out content that I feel resonates with people regardless of, you know, walks of life, but I've always wanted to do a podcast and this is the reason why. Some people are not tuned to sitting down and reading a blog. Now my blogs are about a good three to five minute read and not everybody wants to take the time to read that, right? Now, otherwise I'm still doing well with reading. People are reading, but not everybody can be reached that way. And then there are the people who love to listen. They can love listen to a voice of someone talk about their ups and downs. They resonate with that. And so that's the reason why I wanted to do the podcast, to reach more people. Why do I want to reach more people? When I started my blog, it was after, it was either during or after, right after my postpartum depression. I know for a 1000% fact that there were other people, whether they're women, whomever, who suffer with some type of mental health situation. At the time, the postpartum made me feel extremely alone. I did everything everybody says. I went and I talked to people around me about it. I finally eventually talked to my doctor about it and I tried to educate myself on it, but I still felt by myself. One thing that I've learned, especially when I'm just going to talk specifically about postpartum, is the fact that we don't need to only educate the mothers and the fathers. We also need to educate the mother and the father's circle. And I say this because when I reached out to the people in my circle and said, I'm not doing well, these are what I'm experiencing, you know what I got? Well, you should go to sleep when the baby sleeps. Nine times out of 10, when that baby is asleep, the last thing I'm thinking about is sleep. I'm thinking about, did I eat a meal? Did I wash my behind? Because I need to get myself in the shower. Um, I have two other kids at the time, specifically when I had all three. And at one time I only had the next child. So it's like, there's somebody else to take care of. There's somebody else that needs my attention. 
Sleep at the time when the baby sleeps helps to give you a five second break only to for me to wake up and realize that sleep was not my answer. Um, and during that time, I felt alone. I felt like what type of bad mom am I that I can't even control my emotions. I can't control the way that I'm feeling and I don't want to hurt myself or my baby or the other members of my family, but I feel by myself and I'm, there's something not quite right, but I didn't know what that right, what that not right was. And so I made a promise that if I got through that and when I got through it, that I would be a voice for other people to feel comfortable enough that even when they couldn't say it out loud, that they were struggling, that they knew that if they listened to what I was saying or read one of my blogs, they would understand that I have them 100%. Meaning that there is another toy somewhere else in this world who doesn't have a support system like I did not have, who doesn't understand what they're going through like I did not understand. There are other people who are just not quite gathering what is happening to them. Now, whether that's postpartum or anxiety or schizophrenia or whatever it is that they may be dealing with, again, everybody, in my opinion, deals with some levels of some type of mental health, whether they want to admit to it or not, right? What we look at is the people who have the outward manifestations of mental health. Do you know that even the most well put together people who have all the money, have all the things they still deal with, are they worthy enough? Um, they deal with the feelings of I'm not smart enough or I'm not, this is not maybe my thing. I need to figure this out or I don't have enough information to figure things out. Like people are literally struggling in this world every single day and every single moment. We only highlight when they are being, you know, 302 or placed in a hospital or if they have to be placed in a mental institution or you see them on the streets where they look like they've lost their minds. That is what we attribute to mental health. Mental health could look like a student that's in a class room that looks like they're having these mental outbursts they're having behavior issues but what they're dealing with is mental health they look like they're not always gathering the information for so when people realize that again mental health looks like normal people every single day that look like they're struggling in one area and can I just say this for anybody that's listening especially parents even when you have a child that's having some type of negative attention or they're having some type of negative outburst it's still trying to tell you something um, I just watched a movie which I encourage all of you to do it's called Elemental which is by I believe Pixar Disney one of them Disney Pixar yeah and the reason why I know that is because I just came back from Disney and they had that movie you know the characters everywhere However, I took my family shortly after we returned back. And one of the parts in the movie, which I won't give away the whole movie because I hate when people do it as well. But there was a part in the movie where they talked about just that. When our behaviors, whether good or bad, shows us something, we need to listen and sit down with ourselves and ask ourselves, what is it that we're trying? What is it that we need to learn? What is it that we need to hear? What is it that we need to see? And go from that. So if you get a chance to see that movie, go ahead and see it. And you know, it's like one of those movies where it's good for kids, but adults get it too. So go see that. But I say all that to say this, that is the reason I'm going to always, in my opinion, be the voice. I'm going to always, in my opinion, try to be there. I'm going to always, in my opinion, share the stories because we look at mental health completely wrong. Again, it could be a mother that's in her room, you know, her house and she's struggling, trying to get everything together. You know, she has everything in its place. Everything looks perfect, but she is struggling on the inside because that path to perfection, child, it will choke you. 
Listen, I deal with this perfectionist. I used to deal with that perfection, this people pleasing thing. And I'm telling you, when you start becoming a people pleaser, it's not good for your mental health because you're constantly worried about whether or not you've misstepped somewhere, missaid something, made somebody angry, made somebody frustrated. You start to analyze everybody's facial movements and all the things that surround them. And let me tell you, that's a headache in itself. Uh, and so I re- recognize that again, I feel like we have to have these conversations because some people have this thought process, unless you're out of your head and you look like you're having the worst day in your life. This is why I'm against always recording people at their lowest moments, because listen, although it will be a testimony for them later on, when they get to the other side, they have to look back and know that the entire world was watching. Now, again, there's a balance in that because sometimes in recording, you can prevent and show evidence to people who need it the most. I get it. There's a balance to everything. But again, what if our old worst moments was recorded? Think about that. When I think about that, I'm like scared to death because I don't need everybody seeing me when I'm at the worst moment. I remember one time I was having a moment where this was during the pandemic. Now, my husband and I have talked about this on the podcast and I have talked about it, I believe. Maybe I maybe I never talked about this the way I felt in the moment, but let's just get there. So during the, the pandemic, again, everybody was like, oh my God, we all need therapy. All of a sudden, we all are having mental health. It became socially acceptable to say, I'm not okay today. But I remember when I first started off in this journey and telling my story, I was told by so many people that I overshared. You're telling too much. You're doing too much. And I'm like, I'm not going to stop. So my thought was, and I still feel the same. If you didn't want to hear me talk about something that I knew everybody was suffering through, then you just should not listen. You shouldn't follow. You should just leave me be. But I'm going to continue telling the story. And I remember one time during the pandemic, this is when we were show enough, show enough lockdown. So there was no place to go and I was just struggling in the house. And let me just tell you what my thoughts were. I kept thinking about my parents and my family members, my brother and my sister and my nieces. Like what if something happens and I don't get back, right? Because I live in Philadelphia. My family lived in Lancaster. You know, that's only two hours away, but I wasn't chancing it. You know, I just wasn't. So FaceTime and phone calls just wasn't enough. And I remember playing gospel music over and over and over again because I needed that comfort. Now, gospel music, not only because I'm a preacher's kid, but because my mother was a choir, was a choir director, those songs bring peace to me. And there were many times when I would hear those songs and it would just make me at peace, but it would also make me frustrated because I was like, I need to get around my mom. I need to get around my family. I need to get around my siblings. And I remember one time I was having this moment where I was like, I'm already felt overwhelmed. I was already dealing with a level of anxiety before we got into the pandemic, right? Because listen, I was listening to the news and I was like, you know what? I bet you we about to go on pandemic. And so I started doing things to prepare for that. And I have to be honest with you, a part of that anxiety was fear. Like I was so scared, like what happens? And then I had some family members, like my grandmother and some aunts that literally were going through the worst. Like they were in the hospital, they had to be incubated. Like it was... I tell you, I was stressed, right? And one of the things I remember doing, I was telling my husband, like, I got to get to a therapy. I got to get some therapy because again, I was doing therapy before the pandemic. And so when everything shifted, like all the appointments got booked up. So I remember one time having to utilize my plan. Now it's like a red light plan. So it was like a red is like, you don't want to get to red. Like you're beyond red. Like green is where you want to coast at. And if you start to get to yellow, you know, you're in, you're in, danger zone but you're not out of control but once you hit that red red is not where you want to be and I remember hitting that yellow and I was like listen I gotta get into the car and I gotta get and to get to my own space because I couldn't just go anywhere and so I was sitting in the car for moments at a time crying 
crying because it was so overwhelmed. I didn't want my, I didn't want my kids to see me. And it's not that I didn't want them to see me because I didn't want them to know that I had emotions, but I didn't want them to feed off my energy. Uh, one thing in our house is that we're very open about therapy. We know who's going to therapy because everybody in our house gets therapy and we know who's having therapy today. And if you need therapy, let us know. And all those things. So them seeing me upset or seeing me frustrated is not a problem. What I didn't want for my energy was so that I can keep the atmosphere in the house as light as possible because we were dealing with heavy things. So I would get into the car and I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying. And I thought about all the times, again, in the midst of crying, eventually you come out of that, right? Eventually you mellow out. Eventually you get your emotions together. Eventually the anxiety does leave eventually, right? But at moments like that, there are podcasters that I listen to when I feel like that. There are certain songs that I go to when I feel overwhelmed. So again, I'm never going to not stop using my voice. I'm never going to not use, I'm just never going to stop using my voice. I'm not going to stop writing just because it makes people uncomfortable. I wrote about my hysterectomy and people were all up in arms, but the people who get it, get it. Right. I'm not everybody's tea and it wasn't for everybody. But well, let me tell you, when I went to my hysterectomy, I couldn't find nobody that blogged about what I was truly about to expect and go and happen. I wasn't hearing about people saying, OK, yeah, the hot sweats. But nobody was saying, listen, I was in that bed and feeling like I was in a pool. Right. Because that hysterectomy hit me almost 24 hours after I got home. Right. And then the pain, the extreme pains that I was in and what to do while I was sitting down and all the things that I would need. Nobody had a blog that said that. So I wrote one. I wrote one. It's about being a voice so somebody else can be inspired. What if me talking about my journey inspires another young person to talk about their journey, right? And then talk about their journey, not only does it free them, but it frees somebody else because they say, well, if she can do it, surely I can. Yes, do it. There is so much space, but there's space for all of us to get in here and use our voices. And that's what it's all about for me. I want to use my voice. I want to inspire. I want to help because I know that there's another toy somewhere. There's another toy in another country. There's another toy around the block. There's another toy in another state. There's another toy somewhere else who is like, my God, nobody is saying those things. And I'm feeling like I was by myself. And when you said that, it made me feel comfortable in my own skin. It made me feel uncomfortable in my own house. It made me feel seen. Do you not understand when you feel seen? That is a blessing. I'm telling you right now, it is a blessing because when you're not seen and you feel like you are just like imaginary, you just kind of like going with things, it doesn't feel good. But when you finally get seen, somebody sees you, you feel seen and you feel like somebody heard you and they're not judging you and they're not looking it down at you and they're not pointing a finger of all the things you could have, should have, would have did. Listen, when somebody's in their lowest, lowest moment, telling somebody that you knew that they were going to be at their lowest moment, what does that do for you? Because we know what it doesn't do nothing for them, right? It makes a person feel worse. But what does that do for you? Because you can put your hand on your chest and say, yes, remember I told you you was going down the wrong path? Okay, and now that I'm here, I probably wouldn't even come to you because all you want to do is gloat. I want to get picked up. I need somebody that's going to put their hand in the fire and pull me up. But let me just say this about putting your hand in the fire. Let me just say this about giving everybody advice. Let me just say this about you have to be very circumspect that when you, when people come to you, I am very honest with my friends. When they ask me advice about mental health or wellness, I check me first. What am I checking for? Am I strong enough to hear their story and not equate their story to my story? Am I strong enough? Am I in a healthy mind space that I can take on their journey or take on their situations, even if it's temporarily without it causing distress to me or my home? 
I check my temperature first. And I know a lot of people would not tell you this, but this is exactly why they tell you on the plane to put your the life vest on yourself first, to put the thing over your mat, the mask over your your nose first. Because the second you try to help somebody trying to be a Johnny do good, you might be doing more harm to yourself because you think that you're strong. Listen, I have had to tell some of my closest friends, I am not the one that can help you right now, but these are the people that you can speak to. I can't help you with that right now, but this is a resource that I use because I'm not strong enough right now. And maybe my friends thought that I was being mean. Maybe they felt that like I was, you know, doing whatever. But at the end of the day, I was called self-preservation and taking care of myself because the last thing I need to have happen. So check yourself first. I know you want to help other people. I love helping people myself, but I'm also honest when I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. I might be able to be with you and, you know, I can help you through something maybe when you're not able and you've gotten through it, or maybe I'm just not there yet, but how about I can give you a resource because I can't do it. I've had many of friends that have said, you know, I, I respected you for not taking on her because why would I take on their, their laundry and my laundry ain't done? Like I'm never going to wash somebody else's clothes while my clothes pile up, right? That's not me. I'm never going to give out money for, for rent and mortgage when my mortgage and rent ain't paid, right? I'm not going to give somebody something that I know that I need and I know I'm, I, and I, and I am unwilling or not able to give it without never knowing that it's going to come back, right? I have to be able to make sure that I'm okay. Now I get it. When you're helping the poor and you're helping people who need it, you do give your last, right? I'll give my last, but giving my last is not meaning that I'm depleted. It means that I can go back and get to a resource, but I can't get to it right now. So I'm giving to you and then I'll get mine later. We got to put the mask over ourselves. And sometimes we got to be honest about what that may look like. So sometimes we can't always give ourselves and all of ourselves to everybody. Listen, even with my husband and my children, there are times when I'm like, listen, I have got to take a moment because I'm at capacity and I have no more room. And to explain that for my kids, like my older, my oldest two, I feel like they get it. But with my daughter, I used to use colors and I would say, mommy's at a pink right now, but mommy's tricking over to that red and I really don't want to be at red or I don't really want to be at black or I use numbers. Mommy's at a five, but she's trying not to go to a 10 because they understand what five and a 10 looks like. To my husband, I let him know, I love you, but I'm going to take a break right now. And that break may mean I'm going to go into the shower. I'm going to take a drive. For me, I love taking a drive. Um, I do not get in a car and drive when you're angry. I do not I do not encourage it. Calm yourself down. Get yourself afloat first before you get into a car. But I will take the longest route out and take a ride somewhere, listen to a podcast, go get my favorite juice, um, favorite Star, uh, Starbucks or drink or whatever the case may be. But whatever it is, I need to take a moment to myself, by myself. Listen, nothing irritates a person that when they're trying to get themselves together and you as a partner know that your partner is trying to get themselves together. Don't tell your kids, well, you can just go with your mom. Don't do that. You can go with your dad. Don't do that. Allow that person that space to simply brief and do it without judgment. If you can say to your partner, oh, here you go again. You need your little space. You're not doing it without judgment. I promise you, you're not. And let me also explain it to you. For somebody who's been there, done that, and had a t-shirt, when you say little into windows like that, your partner knows she or he cannot trust you. So they start to pull back on telling you things because you've already proven that you're not a viable resource. Because when you use people's mental health against them, it's not a good thing for you. That's why some some relationships don't make it when that person becomes healed because then they get to see that the problem was what they were dealing with, but it's also their partner. That their partner is a part of the people who push and pull on them. 
And nothing is worse than being with a partner that pushes and pulls on you because it's draining. And let me explain this to you. If you're willing to put the work in to allow knowing that your partner is pushing and pulling on you and you start getting you together, you'll know when it's time for you to make that next step to go. You'll know. Nobody will have to convince you. You'll know. And this is the thing. You may cry and you may be upset by it and you may have all these other feelings by it, but there'll be so much peace. If you make a decision that peace don't follow, you made the wrong decision. This is why I tell people when you're in a mental health issue and you're having a problem, don't start, uh, don't divorce somebody right off the bat. Don't leave somebody right off the bat. Don't do all those things. Cause when you leave, you want to do it with a clear head, a clear mind. Cause you want to check you, you want to check your temperature. Is this me or is this, this other person? Or is it a combination? And what part of this can I handle and do my part to handle me? And what else is this other person just doing something they shouldn't be doing? So you got to learn how to check your own personal temperature. And that comes from getting to know yourself. Getting to know yourself means sometimes spending some time by yourself and with yourself. And yes, you can be in a relationship and still need time to yourself to know who you are. And that's probably why you should never jump into a relationship until you've spent some time with you. If you don't know what makes you tick, you don't understand what makes you fly off the handle and you don't really know you, you need to spend some time. I get it. We all want to be, you know, we're coupled up, but you can be, you can have relationships with someone without being entangled in a relationship, right? Instead of jumping into a marriage, we spend some time with ourselves and get to know ourselves and that person, right? I get it. I get it. We want companionship, but companionship don't mean you got to make permanent decisions just because you want companionship, right? You don't have to make permanent decisions to have companionship. I know they tell you that, but you don't have to do it. So that's the reason why I wrote the the podcast or the broadcast, because I wanted to take my voice from paper, from the computer to the voice, to somebody's home that's listening and waiting for the next breakthrough. That is the point. Now, we don't always talk about it, mental health and the doom and gloom. There are beautiful points of of mental health. For instance, me learning myself and knowing what I like and also understanding what I needed to separate myself caused me to be able to recognize my triggers, which are those things that pull on you that are, again, you having to push through trauma, normally trauma. And for me, a lot of it stems from childhood trauma. Now, I used to think that was because maybe it was something wrong with me and my family, but What I've learned in therapy is a lot of people, that's where their trauma starts, right? My goal for my own children is to make sure that they're not started from a trauma point. And even if me with all the best intentions, there's still probably parts of them that will have that. But again, it's to eliminate as much as possible because nobody is perfect. I hope that if any of these episodes, and I mean this one, any of the ones, we have over 160 something episodes through eight seasons. That's really not a lot of seasons if you do the whole mean and everything and average. But nonetheless, we have quite a few for each of the seasons. If you want to talk and learn something about, you know, being in relationships or being single, I have people that come on the podcast and talk about that. I have people talk about their success stories. I'll talk about their different techniques that are outside of the realm of just therapy. There are more things to do than just therapy for mental health. Listen to some of the podcasts. They will talk about that. I like to bring in guests that, again, bring a different slice of the pie so that eventually we will have a whole pie. We can become happy and whole individuals in our communities and our families and around our and just being in our in our own skin. Can we say that? Yes. 
So thank you for rocking out with these last three years. I expect nothing but nothing but pure blessings as we go. So yes, the anniversary is on Monday, July the 10th, but we obviously, I'm not doing an episode for Monday. So this is our episode for the anniversary, just to highlight some of the most beautiful things. I've had some of the most amazing guests come on this podcast. We have more guests plugged in for season eight and we're about to start season nine. And I am blessed. I can't say anything, but thank you, Lord, for the blessings. Thank you for rocking out. Now, what can you do to support this bo- this broadcast, right? How can you support this broadcast? Really simple. Three things. If you are not a subscriber, subscribe. It's free. We ain't charging folks over here to listen, right? Number two, listen and share. When was the last time you shared an episode? Pick one of your favorites and share it for the anniversary. Pick one and share it. Number three, write a review. Yes, the more reviews you write, it keeps going up, up, and up. There'll be other people who will be like, you know what? There, I want to listen to see what they had to say about that. And they will listen. So three things, listen, share, write. Okay, we're going to listen to the podcast. We're going to share it with someone else. We're going to write a review. All of those three things can be done from the comforts of your home, your office, the gym, wherever you are. It can be done just like that. And it's super quick, super easy, takes very limited time. And again, it's free 99. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To celebrate, we're going to have a glass of Prosecco because why not? Some type of champagne to say congratulations to three years of Conversations with Toy. We are going into year number nine. Oh my gosh, year number nine of being a blogger. I cannot believe it. It took a lot of consistency, a lot of not giving up and tuning out some of them voices that told me that I was doing too much. I'm not doing enough. I'm ready to go even harder, right? So thank you for listening to this podcast. For every podcast that I've been on, because I've been on quite a few, thank you for hearing me and allowing me to share my story, allowing me to tell my truth, and allowing me to just be my authentic self. Because let me tell you, there ain't nobody better than to do it than me. And if you're thinking about something that you want to do, even if you think that it's quote unquote saturated, which I hate that word because there's no such thing. Remember, no matter how many voices are in, no matter how many people are writing, no matter how many people are influencing, you are the best to do it because there's only one you. So take that energy with you on this Friday. Have the most amazing weekend. We will be back next week. We have already, I've already edited. We are already ready and set for next Friday's episode. I can't wait for you to hear it, but thank you for rocking out. I appreciate you. Um, Thank you for the love and the support. Remember, listen, share, write. Talk to you next week. And thank you for listening to Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.